Welcome back to the PFT podcast. I am with again the one and only Mark Lee. Mark, pleasure to have you back. It's a pleasure to be back, Louis. Really looking forward to our insightful conversation. Obviously, we've all learned a great deal since our last podcast, I'm sure. Ages ago, yeah. It'll be nice to share what we've learned. Of course. Now, today we are going to be speaking about how PFT or how coaches in general can speak to different audiences, different age groups, and not just football, but just in general. How can you adapt yourself to speak to a different type of person, I guess, or communicate or, or coach in our regard? So we'll start off with, we coach many age groups, don't we? All across the board. Why don't you talk about your experiences from coaching the youngest to the oldest? Yeah, it's a wonderful way to start, Louis. I was speaking to someone over the weekend after a session. I said coaching is very unique. I would say we are one of the only professions. It's like a like a greenhouse, like a goldfish bowl. Everybody can see you. Everybody comments. Everybody has an opinion. So we have to be adaptable. I use this a lot. We have to be chameleons. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Chameleon. So if I've got Jacob, your brother, in a yeah. coaching session, right. I know that he does not want to talk about Paw Patrol <laughs> or he doesn't want to be a transformer. Yet my little boy, Josh, maybe he does want to be a transformer to defeat the bad guys, to score a goal, to complete the game. Mm-hmm. Jacob wants details. Right. Jacob wants to know how to find pockets of space in a midfield area uh-huh. to play between the lines. Yeah. So you have to quickly adapt to that. I've failed on many occasions. Mm-hmm. You've just got to look at body language of the kids that you're coaching, standard, mm-hmm. and make sure that you can tailor your session to their needs and be a chameleon. You have to quickly adapt and change based on your environment. 100%. And we're not just talking about age groups, we're talking about different levels as well. Obviously, we understand that everyone loves to play. However, some maybe take it as somewhere to as a career or trying to get to that next level where some just playing because they want to play with their mates. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can you name me a time when you yourself have maybe struggled or an, a, an experience where you've had thought to yourself, right, I need to change how I speak here or I need to change how I get across here because it's not working the way it is. Many, many times. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget one of my first coaching roles was in concert. Right. So concerts, obviously, being put on the map recently with Beverly Priestman winning the gold medal okay. as the Canadian national coach. Mm-hmm. So Bev was from concert. John Herdman, who was the men's coach, and I used to coach Bev at Brazilian soccer schools. Right. And before I started at Brazilian soccer schools, I worked at Concert Sports Centre. Now, at Concert Sports Centre, Louis, you were basically in the ultimate greenhouse. The sports centre had two fantastic courts, got some wonderful childhood memories of playing with my mates there, playing five-a-side. But you used to do a lot of coaching there, and the parents used to be above, about 25 metres above you, watching from the balcony. Oh, nice. So as a young coach with 20, 30 kids, a bag of balls and some bibs who I had no idea how to coach. I really didn't. I was thrown in at the deep end, which was fantastic because that's when you learn, when you're struggling. But I felt so much pressure because in those days, nobody had phones, so parents had to watch. Mm -hmm. Okay, these days, you look across, unfortunately, sometimes, and if you've got 20 parents watching, there might be 14 or 15 
sat on the phones, which is which is cool. That's 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 their choice. But everybody used to watch, so I, I used to feel immense pressure, and the things I said and did were probably based more to my audience of the parents yeah. rather than to the most important people, which were the kids. Mm-hmm. So that's one example. But we can sit for hours and hours and talk about times when I've m- made massive mistakes, got it hugely wrong, and learned from it. But that's where you, you, you learn your, your stuff. And you spoke just quickly about 20 to 30 kids, which is quite a lot. Now, those kids are all, every single one of them will all be different, right? Now, at PFT, we, we try and make the relationship with not the footballer, the person, as individual as we can, even though it is considered a team game. How important is it to have that individual relationship with that particular person? Okay, probably the best way to describe it to the audience is coaching's like playing marbles. Right. So you've, you've rolled your marble, you've got your marble in one place, mm-hmm. more marbles arrive, they're all in a beautiful little shape together, and then it just takes one marble to do something different, and all of a sudden he smashes his marble, or she smashes his yeah. marble, and everybody else. And so, at pro football training, like you said, we're not coaching a team. No. We're coaching individuals. Every single child is different. Every single child is unique. Every single yeah. child at a before school program might have had an issue where mum and dad, it's it's hard you, when you get a little bit old and you've got kids yourself, yeah. it's hard getting out the house in time. Mm-hmm. It really happens. So you've got to understand that there might have been a little bit of stress in the car journey right. to get your session. Mm-hmm. So Louis that normally rhymes, arrives full of smiles, I've got to send straight away if Louis comes in and he doesn't look his usual self. So what can I say or do to flip Louis' emotions and mindset to make sure it's nice and positive, which means he's not going to impact on the other children? Right. It's a very, very detailed question. It's a beautiful question you've asked Sorry, me. Man, we can, we can, now we can, go all, we can go on all different ways. I guess you've got to try and... The words that you use yeah. are very important. Mm-hmm. The interventions mm-hmm. are very important. I think it's vital that you get kids moving first. Yeah. Because once kids are moving, they forget about everything else. Right. If, I say this a lot, if you shine the light on a child who has an issue, it's going to make the issue bigger to that child. So you've got to try and get them moving first. If you can do that, you're in a positive state to start your session off. Now, I remember when I had a problem and you actually took away the topic of football and you talked about just everyday life. You do that a lot, or we try to do that a lot, where we don't actually talk about football. We talk about their week, their day, their favourite chocolate bar, movies. Why do you think that's a, a good way to maybe bring someone else's you know, mood back up? Because it shows that you're interested in them mm-hmm. as young people, mm-hmm. or as all the people, whatever the age they are. If you remove the football and you generally show an interest and a care in them, then that unlocks the opportunity to coach the player, the child, whoever you're coaching. Yeah. I think that's very, very important. And I think if you can get to know the, the child's name, that helps massively. Mm-hmm. Straight away, if I ask you, you come in with your Birmingham City kit on, right. and straight away I can speak about a Birmingham City player, yeah. then you and I have a connection. I don't think you could ever speak about a Birmingham player. Jack Grealish would be the best. <laughs> So if I, if, if, if I think probably the first, actually I remember a conversation with you, we spoke about the Birmingham City striker. We spoke at him the session and there was a connection. Yes. There was something else we could speak about. 
so you probably you probably might might have came at the the environment that I was coaching, thinking, "Oh my goodness, I've got to do this, I've got to do this." What's the coach going to think of? But then, if I just say, "Listen, Andy Savile," nah, there go. Andy Savile, and straight away there was the smile, there was the connection, yeah, yeah. and then it's not just Louis Carlish the football. I'm interested in Louis Carlish the Birmingham City fan, mm-hmm. which then means we can have other conversations about other things, not just about football. Actually, do you remember my first uh, session with Pro Football Trent as a footballer? I was 15. And I'd heard, and I knew a lot of really top players in my age group were, were training. And I remember we got an email and, and said, bring you along now. And mum and dad were like, yeah, you're going to pro football training. And I thought, oh my goodness, Mark Lee's going to be coaching me. Like, I wonder what he's like. I'm really nervous going there. It was like, all these amazing players. Like, is it going to be like really serious, really full in? And I actually called you Barry the first time by accident, the first time I called you. But then I remember we started talking about Birmingham, we started talking about other stuff. And then through, throughout the whole session, you kept asking me questions about Birmingham, not even about what we were doing. And I got a huge, huge lift from it. And I, I guess that's an example that, regardless of the age, people just wanna know that you care about them. And I, and I know there's a saying that you, you like to use, um, we'll be able to hear it. I genuinely believe that any single child, yeah. that co- any single player that comes into our environment we will always be there for them. Mm-hmm. So numerous occasions where we've had instances where parents have asked us to help away from football. But honestly, hand on heart, if anybody comes into pro football training, wherever I'm coaching, we if 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 they need us in the future, we will be there for them. Right. I think that's really important. Yeah. I didn't feel that very often as a child mm-hmm. in my football coaching environment, unfortunately. Because it was simply about the footballer, it was never about the person. I think if you can untap what what makes a person tick, then the small part of them being a footballer, you can have huge impacts in their life. Mm-hmm. So the, the, what you're getting back to is, yeah. people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly, and that's again for all age groups. Actually, just after, uh, after COVID, my dad's over 45s team asked me to take a few sessions for them. Now, I was, I was 19 at the time, and I was like, wow, it's good, awesome, completely different. You know, how am I gonna speak to them though? Because I'm a 19 year old, this is my dad's age, like these are older males that have probably been in the game for ages, how am I gonna speak to them? And they were really good, they treated me with re- lots of respect, and, and they did listen to the little details that I gave me, but they're actually more interested in like, my nights out. So they were like, <laughs> what I was doing there is, a younger group, the first thing that you were, like you said, you come in, you're, you're speaking maybe about a movie, a favourite chocolate bar, and then they're ready for the game. And I think what is so good about that is being a comedian. You're adapting to all age groups, all levels. You're able to relate to different individuals. And that's probably, like you said, before you can even speak about football, if you don't have that, it's a bit difficult, isn't it? I think it's just been, been generally interested in people, Louis. I think... Like I say, I, I spoke at the university the week and I said, listen, speak to as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. As a child, I couldn't. I was very nervous. Right. My little boy, boys at the weekend went to different sport activities that hadn't been before. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my wife and I was just so proud of how they went into the environment without that worry in the car, don't want to get out. And that makes us immensely proud. I didn't have that as a child. I was very, very nervous. And... To be able to relate to people. Now, I love just talking to people. Yeah. I, I, it drives me mad 
when sometimes you'll say good morning to someone and they'll just completely blank you. On the yeah. flip side, like we spoke before, right. my wife has told me and I've learned, Marianne said, listen, you don't actually know what's going on in their life. Yeah. So I think you should try and engage with as many people as you can. Say good morning, say hello. Every, every opportunity I've ever had is by how I treat people. Yeah. So if I've generally been kind to people, somewhere down the track, mm-hmm. there'll be an opportunity arises from that as well simply by having a conversation with a person in particular field. Mm-hmm. So the, the importance of connecting and engaging with as many people as you can, I can't stress highly enough. Amazing. Now, before we do uh, go, I'll give you an example. I'm going to start a new sport. I don't know anyone. Um, I've heard I've got a friend that might be coming, but I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm really not feeling ready for it. I'm, I'm eight years old and I'm really not sure. Okay, so I, I, first of all, you go into a new sport, let's say it's basketball. Yeah. You put your shoes on, you put mm-hmm. your favourite LeBron James, number 23, singlet on, you're ready. Right. You've already got on the scale. Yeah. You've already achieved something. Right. Okay, you've got the you've got the basketball court, you've achieved something else. Okay, your parents are going to be there, it's going to be a safe environment, mm-hmm. all you need to do is is give it a try. Right. You have to try and think of examples, maybe it's when you've had success in the past before. Brilliant. So is there, an, is there an example where Louis done something and he's felt that way, but he's got through, he's achieved it. You've already done it once, Louis, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Give you five minutes. Mm-hmm. What I generally find is if we if we say that to kids and they're really nervous, and it's understandable because growing up's tough. Yeah. There's lots going on. For sure. It's not easy. For sure. So... A little boy comes into a session, doesn't want to do it. Do you know what? I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to set my clock now. Yeah. Give it five minutes. After five minutes, if you still don't want to do it, no problem. Nine times out of ten, they'll stay in your session. Do you know what? If they don't, just explain to mum and dad, listen, it's perfectly normal. These things happen. Maybe he's giving them a ball or a tennis racket or a basketball. Go and play with, with mum and dad on the side. And I'm going to flip the script. Because that, that's a great answer, but I'm going to flip it. You're now the coach of that new sport, and you've seen that child a bit maybe uneasy. What are you going to try and do to, to try and make them enjoy the experience? Find out what their favourite movie is. Yeah. What did you do yesterday? Yeah. What's your teacher called? Love those Nike trainers you're wearing. Yeah. Where did you get those from? Wow. How fantastic is that you've actually arrived today and you've got out of your mum and dad's car? Your superpowers are outstanding. I'd love to see you play. Right. Little, little things. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know what, though, Louis? It's, it's co- coaching is like it's like driving your car, and, and I tell lots of people that are doing that coaching qualifications, get as many coaching qualifications as you can. Right. But you don't actually learn coaching no. until you're in the call front, so to speak. Yeah. Until you're there, and you, until you've... Like, I'm coaching 30 to 35 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how many mistakes I've made? Mm-hmm. But like driving a car, hopefully, you can see something arise quicker or sooner if you've had that experience of, of putting the kilometres in on the road. So it's just about experience. It's about understanding that you're never going to ever, and I say this to you guys all the time, mm-hmm. you'll never coach the perfect session. And that's the beautiful thing. I'm still waiting. That's the holy grail about coaching. You're never going to coach the perfect session There'll always be times when you jump in your car or you leave the session 
and I shouldn't have intervened there. I could have made that more fun. That was too easy. Mm-hmm. It should have been more challenging. I got my numbers wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't explain it well enough. I spoke for too long. I didn't speak enough. There's yeah. so many things that can right. that can happen, which for me is why I'll never ever coach a session, mm-hmm. but I was all, I'm always in search of that. Thank you again for a, a terrific conversation. I hope that you guys listening get something out of that and, and I really hope that we can really push you know, these, these new experiences for young, wonderful sportsmen and older and all age groups and all levels. Um, we hope you enjoyed what you listened to, Mark. Thank you again. No, pleasure. I think really well done. And what we'd love to do with those guys that are listening, if you've got any topics that you'd like us to discuss, in the comments. please, please let us know. Please share it. Yeah. And it would be fantastic to find out what you guys would like to hear more of. Or, on the flip side, if saying that you think we can do better, please, please let us know. Or if you want any guests that you want, want to hear. But again, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you did maybe take something out of it as well. Enjoy the rest of your week and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.